The familiar wedding march as composed by the famous German musician Felix Mendelssohn is their opening music in Wavescan today. Mendelssohn was visiting in England at the time when he composed this monumental melody in 1842, and it was specifically intended to be played as an important highlight with the public presentation of William Shakespeare's popular 300-year-old comedy, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mendelssohn's Wedding March gained popularity in its own right when it was selected by Princess Victoria in England for her wedding with Prince Frederick William of Prussia on January 25, 1858. The Princess Victoria was the eldest daughter of Her Majesty Queen Victoria and her husband Prince Albert, and she was just 17 years old at the time. Her new husband, Prince Frederick William, who subsequently became Emperor of the new German Empire, was 27 years old when he married into English royalty. We've chosen Mendelssohn's Wedding March as a fitting introduction to our opening topic in Wavescan today, Radio Weddings. Welcome to Wavescan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 650 for release on Sunday, August 8th, 2021. In the program today, Radio Weddings, Part 1. Shortwave news from Mexico. More about the NASB 2021 annual meeting and our Philippine DX report. Well, in our opening topic in Wavescan today, we present part one in an interesting series of wedding events under the title Radio Weddings. We begin our first story way back more than 100 years ago, at a time when the coastal steamer SS Princess Anne was commuting the Atlantic coast of the United States. Now here's Ray Robinson with our story. Thanks, Jeff. At what turned out to be the end of its 23 years of maritime service, Captain Frank Say was commanding the ship in an attempt to enter New York Harbour during a heavy winter storm on February 2, 1920. In the blinding snowfall and turbulent winds, the ship missed the harbour entrance and ran aground, permanently, on the Rockaway Shoals on Long Island. The call sign for the ship radio aboard the Princess Anne was KOB. A few weeks later, an experimental radio station was installed at the State College in Las Cruces, New Mexico, under the call sign 5XD. And then two years later, on April 5, 1922, this amateur radio station was relicensed for program broadcasting with 500 watts on the common 360-metre channel of 833 kHz under the same, though now relinquished, ship call sign KOB. In 1932, radio broadcasting station KOB was purchased by the Albuquerque Journal newspaper and reactivated at a new location within that city. In 1986, the station was granted an augmented call sign with an additional K at the beginning, though the on-air identification announcements usually rendered the official call sign KKOB as the more familiar KOB. At the same time, a 230-watt auxiliary transmitter was installed as a fill-in for shadow areas in the 50-mile-distant city Santa Fe. 
Both KOB stations in Albuquerque and Santa Fe operated on the same synchronised channel of 770 kHz. In 1972, station KOB organised the Hot Air Balloon Festival honouring the station's 50th anniversary. This 1972 balloon event was so popular that it became an annual occasion, with, for example, more than a thousand balloons participating in the turn of the century event in the autumn of the year 2000. During the International Balloon Festival four years later, 2004, a hot air balloon became entangled with one of the tall aerial towers at radio station KOB. The 69-year-old pilot, named Chapel, together with the two passengers, 10-year-old Aaron Whittaker and 14-year-old Troy Wells, clambered out of the gondola onto the radio station tower, which had been deactivated as a safety measure. Two TV news helicopters were ordered away from the tower because the turbulence from the rotors was causing the tower to shake. The 101-year-old medium-wave station KKOB in Albuquerque, New Mexico is still on the air to this day, with 50 kilowatts on 770 kilohertz. Set your preset with crystal clear sound. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. Back immediately before the beginning of World War II, radio station KOB was running a regular daily program under the title I Want a Job. In this program, the applicants were interviewed live on air and they were thus able to present their qualifications. During the I Want a Job program on Monday, July 24, 1939, announcer Charles Barrington interviewed young Miss Eloise Ward and she related her story. A friendship resulted, and exactly one year later to the very day, on Wednesday, July 24, 1940, Charles Barrington and Eloise Ward were married in a church wedding at the quite new St. Charles Church building in Albuquerque. Our second story regards radio station WDAP, which was licensed to Midwest Radio Central in Chicago on May 19, 1922, with 500 watts again on the common channel of 360 meters, 833 kHz. This new radio station was originally installed in the famous Wrigley Building near the Michigan Boulevard Bridge in Chicago's Magnificent Mile, a new building standing nearly 500 feet tall. However, just two months later, radio station WDAP was transferred from the Wrigley Building into the equally new Drake Hotel on the lake side of Michigan Avenue, at the top end of the same magnificent mile. During the following year, 1923, ownership of the station was transferred to the Board of Trade, and one year later again, in 1924, the station was taken over by the Chicago Tribune and re-identified as radio station WGN, with these three letters indicating the world's greatest newspaper. The 99-year-old medium-wave radio station WGN in Chicago, Illinois, is still on the air to this day, with its 50 kilowatts on 720 kilohertz. WGN, Next, our media group station. It's 83 degrees at 401. Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Lapka. The news is sponsored by Cars for Kids. Back during the year 1923, Jack Nelson was the program director for the very new radio station WDAP in Chicago, before it became the more recognisable WGN. 
At the time, radio station WDAP was owned by the Chicago Board of Trade and it was located in the Drake Hotel. In addition to his radio duties, young Jack Nelson was an accomplished musician and he wrote and sang several popular songs, including the now-forgotten WDAP song. In early April 1923, Jack Nelson began to herald his girlfriend Madelon Mooney in 200-mile distant Toledo, Ohio, by composing songs and then singing them for his radio station, WDAP. Madelon tuned into WDAP on her radio to hear her beau presenting these vocal melodies whenever she was able. At the end of April 1923, their radio courtship culminated with the wedding of Jack and Madelon, and they took up residence in the same Drake Hotel with radio station WDAP. And our third story relates to WGAR. Radio station WGAR was inaugurated in the Hotel Statler in Cleveland, Ohio, with 500 watts on 1450 kHz on December 15, 1930. The call sign WGAR honoured the station's founding father, George A. Richards, who already owned station WJR in Detroit. In 1947, WGAR was granted approval for operation with 50 kilowatts, and 30 years later a new studio and transmitter station was constructed for WGAR at 9446 Broadview Road in suburban Broadview Heights, Cleveland. Twenty years later, the station was sold, and the new owners changed the call sign from WGAR to WKNR. Towards the end of last century, there was a multitude of convolutions in the entire medium-wave radio broadcasting scene in Cleveland, with changes in ownership, studio locations, transmitter locations, operating frequencies, power levels and programming formats, making it very difficult to sort out the entire history of each station. However, we would suggest that the current medium wave station in Cleveland that is the direct descendant of the original WGAR would have to be Christian station WHKW, now with 50 kilowatts on 1220 kHz. Their transmitter is located at the same Broadview site, though their studios are operating in suburban independence. WHKW, W245CY, Cleveland. Don't go it alone. How about rejoining your church this Sunday? A service of Salem Media Group. Back in the year 1938, the station was still owned by George A. Richards, and it was still operating from the Hotel Statler with 500 watts on 1450 kHz, and the antenna towers were still on the flat rooftop. Towards the end of that year, WGAR manager John Pratt received a letter of request from a bride-to-be. The new bride explained that her husband-to-be was unemployed and that they had no funding with which to provide music for their wedding. Please, she asked, could WGAR play the wedding processional at 4.30pm on Saturday afternoon, followed by a quarter hour of traditional wedding music? And promptly at 4.30pm, football fans were surprised to hear the Saturday afternoon sports commentary on WGAR fade down and give way to the surprise interlude of wedding music provided by their own musicians, the Wahlberg Brown Ensemble. And yes, the wedding ceremony went ahead as planned. And we'll have more information about some other famous radio weddings in a future programme. Back to you, Jeff. 
Thank you very much, Ray. Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. On July 30th and 31st, the Grupo de Exista México, or Mexican DX Group, held its second virtual meeting in two years. The Encuentro de X Mexicano has been an annual institution for 27 years now, bringing together shortwave listeners and DXers from all over Mexico, and even some from abroad, at a different location around the country each year. But due to the COVID pandemic, these last two years have had to be virtual online meetings. It's not all a bad thing, though. These online meetings have enabled listeners from all parts of Mexico to participate. Some of them would have never been able to attend an in-person meeting. The Mexican Encuentro is generally a two-day affair. It began with welcoming remarks from organizer Martin Herrera and video greetings from the Spanish section of Radio Taiwan International. Hola a todos. Gracias por la invitación de Grupo de Exista México, Radio Taiwan Internacional se siente muy honrado de poder saludarles en este espacio virtual a los radioescuchas y de Exista del Mundo. Les invitamos a seguir escuchándonos en Radio Taiwan Internacional por Onda Corta y por Internet. Desde RTI Taiwán les enviamos un fuerte abrazo y muchos besos para todos ustedes. ¡Nos vemos en el aire! I was able to take part in only the last part of the second day of the Mexican Encuentro, but it was a very well-organized and interesting event. The Google Meet platform worked pretty much flawlessly. The topics discussed by various presenters ranged from the history of clandestine radioactivity on the African continent to the use of SDR receivers, antenna construction, DXing in Brazil, nighttime medium-wave DXing in Mexico City, a talk about tube-type shortwave receivers by a representative of the new Museum of Radio located in Guadalajara, Mexico. There was also a presentation about radio during the pandemic given by four co-producers of a program called Sintonia Libre, the DX program at Radio Educación. And Marlene Reyes, coordinator of that program, had some good news for the group. Espera que a partir del 9 de agosto, la programación de Onda Corta regrese a la habitualidad ¿no? que llevábamos antes de la selección. Esa es la primicia que les hago llegar y esperemos que así sea. Marlene said that while financial constraints had recently threatened the shortwave service of Radio Educación, and while its shortwave frequency of 6185 kHz is now only retransmitting the AM programming, new management at the public broadcaster had assured her that as of August 9th, Radio Educación shortwave would resume its shortwave-specific programming once again, including Sintonía Libre. Sigue las señales que viajan por el espectro radioeléctrico. Sintonía Libre. Sintonía Libre. Un ancho mundo de frecuencias. Radio Educación is the only shortwave station left in Mexico since Radio Mexico International disappeared several years ago. The government's Ministry of Culture owns Radio Educación and it operates as a non-commercial public broadcaster with lots of Mexican folkloric music and features about the country and its culture. It's on 1060 kilohertz AM and 96.5 megahertz FM for local audiences in Mexico 
and on one shortwave frequency, 6185 kilohertz. For the time being, programming is only in Spanish, although it has been known to transmit some programs in English and other languages in the past. Canal 2 RE Radio Educación Servicio Nacional de Comunicación Cultural México Luis Alejandro Vallebueno, one of the regular contributors to Sintonía Libre, tells us that Radio Educación Shortwave on 6185 kHz is on the air daily from 2200 to 0530 UTC. Sintonía Libre has been on the air since 2001, and it's on Wednesday at 0200 UTC on shortwave and 2230 UTC on AM and FM. The station welcomes reception reports by email, and they are answered with an electronic QSL. By the way, at the end of this year's Mexican DX meeting, the group voted on next year's meeting location. If the pandemic is over and if they're able to organize an in-person meeting, the location will be at the Museum of Radio in Guadalajara, in Jalisco State, some 500 kilometers from Mexico City. The group warmly welcomes shortwave listeners from abroad. Both myself and our WaveScan editor, Adrian Peterson, have had the opportunity to take part in these meetings in the past, as well as representatives from many other international broadcasters. Last week on WaveScan, we were talking with Jerry Plummer of WWCR and Glenn Tapley of WEWN about the 2021 annual meeting of the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters, NASB, that will be in Birmingham, Alabama, on September 9th and 10th. Here's more of our conversation. Now, for the meeting itself, there's no no charge, right? No charge for the meeting. You know, we're gonna we're gonna feed you. We're gonna have a good time, and uh, we're gonna have our meetings. And um, let's see, uh, Tom King with Kentronics uh, is gonna be here along with uh, John Stanley, right? And uh, John was with the legendary HCJB and Transworld Radio, so both Tom and John uh, can offer a wealth of information about shortwave radio. So we'll have our our radio station groups here, as always, but if you are a shortwave listener, a DXer, somebody interested in shortwave or want to know more about it and want to tour our facilities, please come, and you'll be more than welcome to uh, uh, to be a part of what we're doing. So, yeah, we're excited about it. And it's uh, quite a facility, isn't it, uh, Jerry? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's quite the facility. I think anybody that uh, uh, has any kind of interest in shortwave broadcasting of any, even the slightest amount will certainly be wowed by looking at the, uh, uh, the whole, whole layout there. And how many transmitters do you have up there? We've got four. Uh, three operational and one as a standby. And they're... they're they're powerhouses, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we can do 500 kilowatts if if we need to do that. So, yeah, there, it's pretty good. It's um, Continentals, and uh, you know they'll take you behind one of them. Uh, the one that's probably not on at that particular hour. Right. Yeah, let you take a look inside and modulators and everything and how it's cooled and. The whole bit, the control room, and, and what we have there. Uh, we used to have our production facilities there, 
but we've moved everything back to corporate headquarters. And so we have the play out there and the engineering up there, but uh, it's still, still something to see. And I do also want to mention that our good friend, Chris Rumbaugh of digital radio Mondial North America uh, will be there. Right. And, and he's going to make a presentation on DRM. Jeff, is that correct? I think so. And uh, also George Ross, uh, I'm sure we'll have some DRM information from Transworld Radio. Okay, that's good. We also got one more guy. Um, he is a software development engineer by the name of Rick Curl. And uh, Rick's scheduled. And if you have any questions, uh, any design needs, uh, particularly how he can assist shortwave radio, he'll be on hand there too. So, you know, it'll be a good time. And Thursday, we're going to take you. Well, we'll give you lunch. We're going to have lunch up there. Uh, and that was good back in 2013. I remember they had a plethora of delights. And oh, yeah. We're going to take you out to uh, Dreamland Barbecue Thursday night. So okay. we'll be going there, and we're going to pick up the tab. So really, uh, for anybody that's interested in coming and getting all this wealth of information, uh, you put up the hotel charge and the taxi charge and that's probably about it well uh yeah the uh the room rate uh, well, first it's at the uh, best western plus which is newly remodeled hotel it's really nice the rooms are comfortable and they're spacious and you'll be comfortable there and we've got a really good price for that side of town we get it's 88 dollars per night and with tax and all it comes out to around 102 dollars per night so that's a good price for that yeah 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 and uh they have breakfast there at the hotel and they've got your basic uh eggs and 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 meats and fruits and make your own waffles coffee juice and the like so you know have a good breakfast there and then thursday we'll feed you both lunch and and dinner that was glenn tapley of wewn and jerry Plummer of wwcr talking with us about the annual meeting of the NASB in Birmingham, Alabama, on September 9th and 10th. You can find all of the details at www.shortwave.org. Then click on Annual Meeting Info. Next on WaveScan, let's go to Henry Umatai in the Philippines. Hello, everyone. Tell our dear shortwave listeners, wherever you're welcome to the August 8th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 173. I'm Henry Umada in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending the reception report most recently. Mr. Kostyantin Pervotorov in Saporija, Ukraine and Mr. Richard Lemke in Alberta, Canada. To all of you, thank you very much. A survey to medium wave stations here in my location on July 15, 2021 at C 130 UTC in local dialects, Longo, there are five regional stations on the air, 837-720-585-900, kilohertz, and 10 local stations, 774 1080 and 1035 kHz. Reception lags for July 2021, July 4 World Harvest Radio, T8WH, Angel 4, 
on 15680 in English from Palau at 0135SIO454. July 4, Radio Taiwan International and 11745 in Japanese. From Tainan, 0811-SIO444. July 4, New Life Station, KNLS on 9695 in English. From Angkor Point, 0815-SIO444. July 4, World Harvest Radio, T8WH on 9965 in English. From Palau. At 0819-SIO555 July 6, KVS World Radio On 9570 in Korean From Jim J At 0840-SIO333 July 11, China Radio International On 11955 in Filipino From Kunming At 1146-SIO555 July 14, Radio Thailand World Service On 9390 in English, from Odantani at 1405 SIO454. July 20, Voice of Korea on 11735 in English, from Kujang at 1018 SIO333. July 25, Adventist World Radio on 17520 in Bicolano, from Agat Guam at 1040 SIO454. And July 25, Transworld Radio KTWR on 11965 in English. From Aganya Guam at 11.15, SIO 4.34. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to PilipinasDX at Chiyahoo.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S-D-X for PilipinasDX at Chiyahoo.com. This has been Henry Umaday for Wasteland in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, Central, Philippines, Mabuhay, at maraming salamat po. Thank you, Henry. And we want to send congratulations to M. Sanil Deep in Calicut, Kerala State, India, for his award from the America Book of Records for his reports about the BCDX net on WaveScan since 1998 via AWR in Guam. A reception report we want to mention, Jorge Guzman Suir in Cocotilan, Estado de Mexico in Mexico, Sent us a report on Wayscan at midnight 55 UTC on 7730 kHz from Okeechobee. Reception quality 55545. How about some music about an iguana to end Wayscan today? This is Mexican music from Radio Educación. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the world's highest radio station celebrates its 50th anniversary. And we will have our Bangladesh DX report as well. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program, and they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P. 
P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, in the United States. Till next week, good listening, everyone.